This fancy Premier League special on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back and MyBookie is offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win and get paid. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy, DraftKings. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and... $3 million in total prizes. Don't miss the extra special week one bonus. Enter the code SGP to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code SGP only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sportsbook with NBA, NHL, college football, MLB, NFL back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter the code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co, promo code SGP20. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com and use the code SGP20. And finally, don't forget to sign up for the Free Roll Football Contest, where we're giving away up to $5,000 for the best NFL handicappers this season. Sign up free today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. EPL is back. Well, it hardly ever went away unless you count that stupid lockdown period where we lost all sports for three months because of this bullshit disease that hardly kills anybody. But fortunately, we have the soccer back again. We're going to have the EPL. We're going to have Spanish football. We're going to have Italian football. We're going to have the Bundesliga, which is going to be a show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. And we're going to roll all the way through to Euro 2021. Then we're going to have a few weeks off. Then the 2021-2022 season is going to start. And that's going to take us all the way through to the World Cup. It's going to be non-stop. And that's why we have a soccer channel here now on the Sports Gambling Podcast. As you know, we are continuing to simulcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network until we do that EPL season preview. And the EPL season preview will be coming out in just a few days. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. You can follow me on Twitter at SGP. EPL, or you can check out my website, lockbetting.com, to get my best plays. We are just coming off another strong month of £3,054 of profit, which is just under $4,000. 
if you head to at SGP EPL, the PL for the month of August is always the pinned tweet. We just took down the tweet for July, and July was our biggest month with £7,555 profit because that counts the futures from the start of the season, and usually the futures go into May. But because of this clusterfuck of a year, the futures ended up being on July. But you can still go and check out that PL or all of my PLs as I continue to make you guys money. 76 months of tracked profit starting right here on the Sports Gambling Podcast and continuing on through my lock betting site where we now cover all the major sports, the NBA, the MLB, the UFC, and of course the NFL and the NFL will be back this weekend as well. This is my busiest week of the year and last year, for the start of the NFL. We were over in Vegas and I miss those guys. I wish we were doing that trip again, but we've never had a week where the EPL and the NFL were starting simultaneously and we're one week away from the the Bundesliga starting as well. It's absolute chaos. You have no idea how much content I have to produce. The NBA playoffs are concluding. The US Open is concluding. We have MLB to look at. We have to look at these NFL lines for week one, EPL week one. Then we have to do the previews for all of the futures. And now I have to throw in a fantasy show as well. But this is an important show because I want you guys to play this year. I want you guys to register the team and you do that by heading over to the Fantasy Premier League website. That's fantasy.premierleague.com. What's he doing? You need two strikers up front, mate. Come on, mate. Switch tactics. Don't just sit there. I know what you are thinking. You are thinking you can do better than me? You think it needs a job to win trophies? We were just thinking Well, you can keep thinking or you can step up and prove it. Yep, it's time to step up and prove it. Prove yourself. Head over to fantasy.premierleague.com and enter the Sports Gambling Podcast Mini League. It's easy to enter. All you need to do is get the code. The code is available on all of our Twitter accounts. So that's at SGPEPL for mine, at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network or at Gambling Podcast. If you look down the feeds, you'll be able to find the codes or just simply send me a DM at SGPEPL to enter the league and also send me a DM once you've done that to get my PayPal details to pay it's $50 for the entire season. And once you pay that $50, it will be eligible to win one of the five cash prizes because all of the cash that we get, we're not keeping a penny of it. We are splitting it up in the prize fund. So you can get one of those prizes by entering if you get into the top five. And by entering, you will also be put into the WhatsApp group with like-minded soccer fans where you can discuss soccer throughout the season. I will be the admin in that group, so I'll be in there. And I'll also be dropping you guys some free plays exclusive to the WhatsApp group chat. So you'll be getting some free plays from me throughout the season. You have no better reason to enter. No excuse not to enter our fantasy Premier League this year. And if you want help with help with your teams, that's what this show is for. Because now we are going to look at the potential players that you can add to your fantasy lineups this season. We begin in the goalkeeper position and the top goalkeepers this season are 
Allison and Edison. Allison of Liverpool is priced at six million, and Edison is also priced at six million. Underneath that, you have Burnley's Nick Pope at five point five, Casper Schmeichel of Leicester also at five point five, David De Gea is at five point five, along with Dean Henderson, who last season was at Sheffield United, but now he's back at Man United to compete with David De Gea for the number one shirt. With Romero looking like he could be on his way out. Hugo Loris of Tottenham is available at 5.5. Rui Patricio of Wolves is at 5.5. Leno of Arsenal is at 5 million, but he's unlikely to start the season as the number one goalkeeper. Caballero and Kepper of Chelsea are both available at 5, and they are going to compete for the number one shirt there. Jordan Pickford at Everton is available for 5 million. You then have Dubravka and Darlow of Newcastle, both at 5 million. Ramsdale of Sheffield United, he looks to be the number one there. He's going to be at 5 million with Fabianski of West Ham, also at 5 million. Then we get Martinez, who's likely to be Arsenal's number one to start the season at 4.5, along with Ryan, Hennessy, Lossell, Virginia, Ward, Casilla of Leeds, all available at 4.5. So where do we go with the goalkeeper? In this particular game, in my opinion, the goalkeeper isn't really that important. I think you just want to get yourself a goalkeeper who plays every week because the only way goalkeepers score points is if they get the save bonus, they save a penalty, or they get clean sheets. Saving penalties is very rare, as is the save bonus. So you really are just looking at the clean sheets. And when you're looking at your defenders having the possibility to score goals and create assists, and with the midfielders being able to create assists and getting a point for clean sheets and being able to score goals, there's a lot more options around the pitch. So the goalkeeper, as I said, just needs to be a player who plays, who has a reasonable chance of picking up some clean sheets. So I think if you go to the lowest price category and trying to pick the best goalkeeper out of there, immediately my eyes go to Cassini of Leeds because Leeds were a solid defensive outfit in the championship and I think they're going to keep some clean sheets in the Premier League obviously not as much but I think they're going to keep more than some of the more established teams when you're looking at Heaton of Aston Villa and Ryan of Brighton I think those teams are going to be involved in a relegation battle once again. I think the same for Newcastle and I think the same of Crystal Palace. But I would rather then go for the Leeds keeper because I think this is going to be a solid mid-table team. I think they're going to be towards the top of the bottom half and they're not going to have a relegation struggle. So Casillas sticks out to me. I also like the look of Martinez at Arsenal because as the season starts, Martinez currently has the number one shirt. He's a goalkeeper that played in Community Shield. He was excellent in the FA Cup final and he kept a clean sheet against Manchester City. And this is an Arsenal team that can keep clean sheets now. They also have a very, very favourable start to the season, which is going to lend itself to Arsenal, in my opinion, being in the top four 10 games into the season, which means that Martinez will keep his place unless he makes some terrible mistakes and proves himself to be a liability which he hasn't done so far, I think he will be the first choice Arsenal goalkeeper for the start of the season. Therefore, I lean towards him because you're getting an Arsenal goalkeeper that keeps clean sheets with a team inside the top six for just 4.5 million. And my second choice would be Casilla. Obviously, if your keeper gets dropped, then you need to look at other options. Then I would look at Casilla or Ryan of Brighton. But for starters, I'm going to go with Martinez as my number one choice in goal. Up next, we move on to the defenders and we start with the top defender in the game, Liverpool's Trent Alexander-Arnold, who's priced at 7.5 million. 
Trent can get you goals, he can get you assists, and he can get you clean sheets. And last season, he got you 210 points, which is why he's at 7.5 million. Andy Robertson, his fullback counterpart, is next at 7. Virgil van Dijk is at 6.5. Then we have Aspilicueta and Alonso at 6 million from Chelsea. Not too sure how much game time either of those are going to get this season. Alonso certainly won't be starting. Luca Dinia of Everton, who can get you free kicks and assists, is available at 6 million. Pereira of Leicester, who won't start the season fit, is available at 6. And then we have Carl Walker at 6 million, Mendy at 6 million, and Laporte at 6 million, all of City. But you must remember that Manchester City will not be starting week one of the season, and neither will Manchester United. So you want to avoid as many players as from these teams as you can and try and make a plan to get them in throughout the rest of the season, possibly week two, week three. Matt Doherty, Tottenham's new signings available at 6 million. He always got a load of points for Wolves. David Louise at 5.5. Kieran Turney of Arsenal is at 5.5. I'm expecting a good season from him if he can stay fit. Tadowski of Burnley is at 5.5. They got a load of clean sheets last season, so Burnley players were a good asset. Ben Chilwell of Chelsea is next. He's available at 5.5, but he starts the season injured, so he's probably one you should avoid. Their other new signing, Thiago Silva, is also at 5.5. Patrick Van Arnholt of Crystal Palace is at 5.5. He's always good for scoring some goals, although I think Crystal Palace will struggle this season. Jeremina of Everton is at 5.5. Evans of Leicester at 5.5. Sionku at 5.5. Castagna, a new signing at 5.5. Joel Matip's at 5.5 of Liverpool. Joe Gomez is at 5.5, but he will get the shirt ahead of Matip. Then we have a plethora of Manchester City players for 5.5. We're talking at Fernandinho, Cancelo. New signing Nathan Ake and Zinchenko with Ake likely to get the shirt. So representing some value there at 5.5, as does Manchester United's Harry Maguire, who played every game last season. But Wan-Bissaka is also at 5.5 and he can provide you more assists than Maguire, although Maguire should be providing you goals, something he failed to add last season. Stevens of Sheffield United is at 5.5. We then get Bulldog at 5.5, Ada Wilder of Tottenham at 5.5, Oreo at 5.5, Sanchez at 5.5, Willie Bolly of Wolves at 5.5, Johnny of Wolves at 5.5, and then we begin the 5 million players. I'm just going to stick to talking about the key ones that I want to discuss. Tyrone Mings is one of them. He's at 5 million. I'm expecting him to have another good season. Lewis Dunk is available at 5 million for Brighton. He is attracting the interest of other clubs. So you could get a 5 million pound player who moves on to a bigger club. Hector Bellerin should be the right back at Arsenal. I'm expecting a better season from him as long as he can avoid injury. I think Antonio Rudiger could end up being the partner of Silva. I think he's going to edge out Kurt Zuma. Both players, though, are available at 5 million along with Christensen, Tomori and a host of others. Coleman at Everton is available at five, along with Keane. Keane is likely to be the main centre-back at Everton, partnering up with Mina, although Holgate represents value as well at five because he could be involved in a back three if Everton continue to play that formation. Eric Dyer is another one I'm looking at here at five million because he could be the centre-back partner. He could be part of the centre-back partnership at Tottenham. Southampton players represent some decent value as well. We're looking at all the trio here, Bertrand, Stevens, and Valerie. And then another trio of Sheffield United players here with Basham, Egan and O'Connell. However, I am expecting Sheffield United to struggle a little more than they did last season. Connor Cody, Saiz, both available at 5 million, played regularly for Wolves last season. And then we have Cresswell and Ogbonna from West Ham. Cresswell is good for scoring free kicks, although I'm not too sure 
how many clean sheets West Ham are actually going to keep this season. So we had a look at all of those main players in defence and some of them are relatively expensive. For me, you don't really want to load up with expensive defenders. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is a massive one that you want to get because he will give you those goals, assists and everything else. But there isn't too many others that are going to give you all of that. I think if you're leaning towards taking a defender from a certain club, try and get a fullback because fullbacks have the capability of getting forward and getting you those assists. And especially in a modern day games where, where wingbacks are more of a thing, there are players who like to get forward a bit more. That's why I would favour a, a Wan-Bissaka over a Harry Maguire. And Manchester United have a very easy start to the season. So once Man United get going in week two, you can be looking to bring those players in. But I wouldn't start with either Wan-Bissaka or Maguire. Maguire should get more goals this season. I'm not too sure why his goals dried up because he was scoring regularly at Leicester and last season didn't do too much for Man United and he's an interesting one to look at. The 4.5 million category is something that we didn't really touch on but Southampton have a lot of players who interest me this season. And one of them is Walker Peters because I don't think he went to Southampton to not play. And he's available at 4.5 and he could be a very interesting pick. Someone that you could take out of your team if he isn't starting, but I do think he's going to be a starter. I know Justin of Leicester is going to be a starter while Pereira's out and he represents value as well at the beginning at 4.5 million. Elsewhere, I think Dyer at 5 million is a good bet because I think he's going to be Mourinho's key centre-back. I like the look of Kieran Tierney this season. If he can remain fit and he's playing in an Arsenal team that are keeping clean sheets, he can get forward and get you some assists. And the same can be said of Bellerin on the other side, who's actually cheaper. He's available at five million. Ake and Gomez are solid picks. They play for teams that won't concede too many goals and be winning most weeks. Gomez is partnering up with Van Dijk. And Ake, I don't think they paid all of that money for him to not play. I think he gets to nod a hell of Garcia. Obviously, you can spend the extra money and put Laporte in at six million, but I wouldn't spend too much on defenders. If you can get Ake... And you can save 0.5 million instead of paying it out on the port. That's what you need to do because these shavings of these half millions are very important in this game. Connor Cody for Wolves, they have a weak fixture list to start off with. So he could be a player worth looking at. He plays every single game and is a very reliable pick. And that would be my key defenders. Let's, let's make sure that you know that you don't want to take players from Manchester City and Man United on week one. But you do want to look at having a plan to bring those players in later on so when we look at the midfield we'll be looking at a way how we're going to get Kevin De Bruyne in and the same thing here for Ake if you want Ake have a plan to bring in Ake for week one I am going to be starting with Trent Alexander-Arnold in my team. He's the first name that I went for. I'm going to go with Justin because he has the shirt till Pereira gets back. I've gambled with Carl Walker-Peters of Southampton I think Hector Bellerin starts as the right back of Arsenal. But of course, at 5 million, he can be replaced for a decent player if he doesn't have the shirt. So it's worth having a look around and seeing who's getting regular football. Is Eric Dyer the regular centre-back of Tottenham? Because he could be a replacement for Bellerin. Do you have the extra 0.5 to bring in Kieran Turney? And Connor Cody, ever reliable at Wolves. Wolves don't concede a lot of goals. He is my 5 million selection. And they will be the defenders that I will be originally going for for week one. Up next, we have a look at the key midfielders for this season's competition. And we start 
with Aubameyang, who's available at 12 million. This represents an interesting switch by Fancy Premier League in that all the wingers who were forwards last season, have now been altered to midfielders. So Abamyang, who plays on the wing most of the time, is now a midfielder for 12 million. Mane was always a winger and was always listed as a midfielder. He's at 12 million, along with Mo Salah. This is the first season that Salah hasn't been more expensive than Mane. Kevin De Bruyne is available at 11.5 and Sterling is available at 11.5 and Fernandes at 10.5 with Rashford at 9.5. That group of four... I remind you once again, none of them will be playing week one. So De Bruyne, Sterling, Fernandez, Rashford, all of them. If you have plans to get them into your team, remember, don't get them in for week one and have a plan to get them in. Song of Tottenham is at 9 million. He will be available for week one. Pulisic of Chelsea is injured. He's at 8.5, finished last season very strongly. New signing Kai Havertz, the £79 million man, is at 8.5 million along with Riyad Mahrez. Nicola Pepe of Arsenal is available at eight, along with their new signing, Willian, along with Chelsea's new signing, Zayac. Paul Pogba is at eight million, along with Deli Ali. Bernardo Silva is at 7.5, along with Mason Greenwood, who has gone up three million pounds from last year. Stephen Bergwijn is at 7.5. Meza Ozil, who probably won't play for Arsenal this season, is at seven, along with Jack Grealish. Mason Mount, Zaha, Sigerson, Barnes, Torres, Lacelso, Lucas Moura, and Manchester United's new signing, Van der Beek, are all available for seven million. So they are the main players, but there are some bargains. Outside of those prices, Southampton represent a lot of bargains. You have Redmond at 6.5, Armstrong at 5.5. And in between that, you have Ward Prowse at 6 million. I think any one of those will do well to pad out your team. I think Southampton are going to be decent this season and they do get some points from those midfielders. Of course, we've got Danny Ings up front. We'll talk about him later. Avoid people like Jordan Henderson because despite the fact that he made people's Premier League 11 last year, he's not going to contribute anything. He looks like a bargain at 5.5, but he really isn't. Wijnaldum does a lot more in terms of giving you goals and assists and he's available at 5.5, but he's rumoured to be moving over to to Barcelona, so I wouldn't be too sure about him. Sam Maximam of Newcastle, Castle was available at 5.5 million. I think that is another bargain in line with Armstrong of Southampton. I'd be looking very closely at both of those because they can be bargains that prop up your midfield. You have Nevis at Wolves. He contributes with assists and goals as well. But I do prefer the Southampton player Armstrong and St. Maximam, especially if Maximam continues to play how he did towards the end of last season. Robert Snodgrass is a reliable pick. He's available at 6 million. He takes free kicks, so he can provide you with goals and assists, and he's a very solid pick. Some gambles here. Hudson-Odoi, Chelsea have signed a load of attacking players, but Hudson-Odoi was a player they wanted to keep when Bayern Munich were trying to prize him away from them, and they tried very hard to keep him, although that wasn't Frank Lampard himself. Frank Lampard didn't give Hudson-Odoi too many chances last season. Maybe he will this season. Maybe he won't. As I said, it is a gamble, along with Barkley, Loftus-Cheek, another group of Chelsea players, priced at $6 Armand Torre, very, very highly rated. He's available at 6.5, but doesn't always get the game time. And the final one is Phil Foden. I expect him to get a lot more minutes this season, especially with City not getting messy. And he may represent a bargain at 6.5, although I do expect him to start behind Riyad Mahrez, who's available at 8.5 in the pecking order. When you're picking your midfielders here, for me, I think it's the same with defenders, the same with attackers. It's the same with the whole of uh, Fantasy Premier League. 
It's a small pool of players. Yes, there's hundreds of players in this game. But I think you really narrow it down to a small pool and build your team around those. So, for example, you take take a... Trent Alexander-Arnold, a Kevin De Bruyne, maybe a Mo Salah. In my case, it will be a Bamiyang. And you decide to yourself that you're going to keep those players in your team throughout the entire season. And the rest of the team is going to be built around the remaining budget. So that's how you do it. And that only gives you a small group of players. So, for example, if I bring in Connor Cody and Connor Cody gets injured then I'll be looking at my pool of players, of players that cost around about the same amount of money that can replace Connor Cody. So whereas you are picking a squad here of 15, mentally you're actually picking a squad here of around about 30 or 40 viable players that you can possibly draft in and out of your team. That's how I do it anyway. I basically only look at a short, short list of defenders, a short, short list of midfielders, and a short, short list of attackers. And I build my team around players that I see being there for the entire season. In this case, it's Aubameyang, Trent Alexander, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Bruno Fernandes, and potentially Anthony Martial. That's if Danny Ings doesn't get off to a, a flying start. But we'll look at my final team at the end. Um, as I said, Aubameyang for me is somebody that I want in throughout the entire season. I think getting him as a midfielder when he's actually going to be a striker, there's even a possibility that he could actually push into the middle with Lacazette making way and Willian and Pepe occupying the wide positions. That's going to give you real value on Aubameyang. Mo Salah is going to be a player I get in for week one and then I'll be looking to replace him for Bruno Fernandes in week two and eventually bringing in Kevin De Bruyne at week three. So initially I'm going to have Salah. Initially I'm going to have Song from Tottenham and these are players that I'll be looking at throughout the season. If there are any injuries to the likes of De Bruyne, Fernandes, Aubameyang, then I'll be looking at a Mo Salah or a Song coming in. Greenwood, for me, is a forever player for the season. I think he represents some very good value at 7.5. We've already spoke about uh, Ward, Prowse, Foden, Armstrong, um, Ceballos at Arsenal is some good value at 5 million. So this is where you leave the gap for a, a cheaper midfield player. So if you have loaded up and you have Greenwood, then you have the top players like Fernandes and De Bruyne and one of Salah and Aubameyang, then your budget will only allow you to have one of these cheaper players. So you will be looking at a Ward, Prowse, a Foden, an Armstrong and a Ceballos. This is the structure of the team. Build it around your big players and then use the rest of the budget to bring the other players in. What I've ended up going for here in my team, for my midfield, is I've gone with a Bamiyang, who is a 12 million acquisition. I've already spoken about why I want him in the team. I've originally started with Mo Salah, although it is my intention to get Mo Salah out of this team. I want him in for that Leeds game, but I quickly want to replace him with Bruno Fernandes because Bruno Fernandes for me is a must this season. I'm originally going to start with Song, but that's another player who I want to bring in for Kevin De Bruyne. And make sure that if you have got changes planned, leave the money for this. I know that I'm going to have the extra 2.5 million to get 
Kevin De Bruyne in for Song later on in the season. I know that I can get in Fernandes for Salah because Fernandes is cheaper than Salah. So by getting Salah out and Fernandes in, I'm going to free up 1.5 million that I can add towards getting Song out for Kevin De Bruyne when Kevin De Bruyne is available. Originally, I've gone for Ward-Prowse, but as I said, I like Armstrong. A little bit more money than Armstrong is Foden, a little bit less money than these players you can go for Danny Ceballos of Arsenal but here I've gone for Ward Prowse narrowly edging out Armstrong of Southampton but I said I like Armstrong Southampton I like Redmond as well and I've gone for Greenwood early on my bench because I don't want to make a whole load of subs next week so I can't just completely leave out all the Man City and uh, Manchester United players so I've got Greenwood there he's a very um, he's a very cheap option though because rather than leaving 11.5 million of Kevin De Bruyne on the bench or a, a 9 million Anthony Martial I've left a, a 7.5 million Mason Greenwood on the bench so that is my midfield at the moment I'll run through it again I shall run through what I've got so far Martinez in goal Trent Alexander-Arnold Carl Walker-Peters Justin Connor Cody Hector Bellerin Abamyang, Son, Ward Prowse, Mo Salah, and Greenwood. And I'm starting without Greenwood because he's not playing week one. At this point, we will move on to the attackers. The top-rated attacker in the game this season is Sergio Aguero at 10.5. He's joined by Harry Kane, who's also available at 10.5. Our season's top attacker, Jamie Vardy, is available at 10, with Chelsea's new signing, Timo Werner, coming in at 9.5. Roberto Firmino is available at 9.5, although he doesn't contribute many goals. And Gabriel Jesus is at 9.5, although I still expect him to start behind Sergio Aguero. Antonio Martial is available at 9 million. He'll be Man United's main forward this season. And Lacazette is available at 8.5, although I have doubts about his starting place in the Arsenal team. Danny Ings has gone up a lot. He's available at 8.5 million and he's joined by Jimenez of Wolves. Richarlison is available at 8 million with Tammy Abraham at 7.5 and Giroud at 7. I don't expect either of them to have as much game time as they had last season this season. And Calvert-Lewin of Everton is the last player that you can get at 7 million. So I think outside of those players, there isn't really anybody that I'm interested in. Um, I guess Antonio could be one to look at if he starts how he finished last season. It could be worth looking at him. You have Barnes of Burnley. He could have decent periods of the season. And you have Wood of Burnley at 6.5. But for me, the way I play this game, I only look to have one striker. Because strikers are really only going to get you points one way. And that's by scoring goals. And they get less points for scoring. Because the way the game works is that strikers get four for scoring. Midfielders get six and defenders get eight. So strikers need to score a lot of goals. I think there's more potential of getting more points from midfield. Especially with the new format of having wingers out as midfielders. So it doesn't really lend itself to having too many strikers. As much as you may want to get one top striker. And you think, oh, I'll just pair pair him up with Antonio at 6.5. You are better putting that extra money into a prolific midfielder and that's what I've done so I've avoided the temptation of doing what I did last year which is having a top striker along with Danny Ings because Danny Ings was a bargain he was giving you 
a lot of value for six million and he was an exception to the rule and somebody from this lower bracket may emerge as an exception antonio may start on fire and he may be irresistible at 6.5 but to start with i'm going to pad out my my squad positions with two 4.5 million strikers that don't play and i'm just going to go for one top striker for me Aguero and Jesus may end up splitting their game time and I'm not expecting Vardy to be as good as he was last season. Harry Kane is also going to split his goals with the likes of Son. Werner, we don't know if he's going to come down the middle. Firmino isn't prolific. So Anthony Martial is the one I think that represents the, the best value at 9 million. Obviously, if you disagree and you do want to spend the extra money, then go and get a Harry Kane because Harry Kane will probably score more goals for you than Martial. But with that extra 1.5 million, I can put it into midfield and get a whole load of points. Of course, Martial isn't there for week one, so I'm going to start with Danny Ings. And of course, if Danny Ings starts on fire, I may not even bother putting Martial in. I may sit on it, of course, if Danny Ings starts on fire. Another good option as well is for him. Jimenez, but it's for Jimenez. But outside of that, I wouldn't be looking at too many strikers because the basis of my team and the way that I make my plan is to add those key players and build around them. And none of my key players here are strikers. My striker will be the best striker that I can afford. And my budget for a striker is 9 to 8.5 million, padded out with two 4.5 players. So my choices are between Jimenez, Ings and Martial. Martial is my preference, but for week one, I am going to start with Danny Ings. Obviously, as I said, things can change. If Aguero develops a consistent run in the team and we know that he's clearly ahead of Jesus, or if Aguero is behind Jesus, then Jesus becomes a value, then I may change to one of those. If Harry Kane is on is in unbelievable form, then it may be a no-brainer, then you may have to get in Harry Kane and you may have to make adjustments in your team. But at the moment, my budget caters for an 8.5 to £9 million striker, though it's between Martial and Ings, because my priority players, my elite players elsewhere in the team, are in midfield. I've gone for three elite midfielders. I've gone for a Bamiang, I've gone for De Bruyne, and I've gone for Fernandes. You may feel differently. You may put an elite player down as a Mo Salah or a Mane. But I think the goals at Liverpool will be split. And I'm expecting a Bamiang not only to score the most goals, but I'm expecting you to be able to get a centre forward here at a midfield in a midfield position because I don't think a Bamiang's going to be as wide as often as he was last season. I think in De Bruyne and Fernandez you have assists and goals, you have penalty takers as well. That's why, for me, they edge out the likes of Sterling, Salah and Mane as elite players. But as I said, this is all about opinions. For week one as well, I've gone for Song, but we know my plan is to get him out. Elsewhere, my other two midfield positions will be occupied by cheaper options. I originally will start with Greenwood, providing he gets the game time. And then my cheapest midfielder will come from a selection of Ward-Prowse, Foden, Armstrong, Ceballos or Saint-Maximab. And I will be starting with Ward-Prowse. However, I have already decided my pool of players. And if Ward-Prowse doesn't work out, then I'll be looking at alternatives. And they will only come from Foden, Armstrong, Ceballos and Saint-Maximab. Unless a major player that you must have emerges from the pack and it always seems to be one last season it was the likes of Lundstrang and Danny Ings and a host of Sheffield United uh, defenders that you had to have in your team so it is a wait and see situation but it's good to always have that strategy in place where you know who your elite players are and then you can bring in any other players who become the must-haves. At the back, we've already spoken about uh, Trent Alexander being my key player. My secondaries will be between 
Maguire, Wan-Bissaka, Kieran Turney, Hector Bellerin, Nathan Ake and Joe Gomez. And my cheap defenders will be made up of Justin, Dyer, and Cody. All players I'm expecting to play originally, starting with Justin, Cody. And of course, um, Walker Peters, who I mentioned earlier. And my goalkeeper, not an important position. You can go for a cheapest goalkeeper as possible and just make sure he starts and has the possibility of getting used some clean sheets. So where does that leave my starting lineup looking like for week one? Well, I start with Martinez and uh, my well, what's my starting lineup? My starting squad for week one: Martinez and Mazek, who's just a goalkeeper that I just chucked in. He's never going to get any game time, but it's important that your number one plays all of the time. Bellerin, Justin, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Carl Walker-Peters and Cody will be my original five defenders. And originally for week one, I'll be playing all five of my defenders because Greenwood will be on my bench and none of my two strikers play. My four midfielders that will be playing will be Abamyang, Salah, Song and Ward-Prowse. But my plan is to get out Song and Salah and to bring in De Bruyne and Bruno Fernandes. And I've left one million in my bank to do that. And up front, I have Davis, Brewster and Ings. But my plan is to bring in Anthony Martial. And as I said, I've got one million left in my bank and I will have the money to bring in Anthony Martial later on. So that's the team I'm starting with. But make sure when you do your team that you have a plan. Get your elite players in first. Go for the players that you are certain are going to have an unbelievable season and build around those. When you look at my team, for me this season, it's going to be Trent Alexander. It's going to be Bruno Fernandes. It's going to be Kevin De Bruyne. It's going to be a Bamiyang. And then I'm going to build around those. And it's ironic because two of those players aren't in my starting team. But I do have a plan to bring in Kevin De Bruyne for week three and Bruno Fernandes for week two. And Mo Salah is only going to be there for one week. And Song's just going to be there for two weeks. So make sure you plan ahead. You don't want to be using a wild card or any of your bonuses too early on. They're too important because later on in the season, once teams have to play more than one fixture in a week, that's when you want to use your triple captaincy and your wild card, etc. So make sure that you have a strategy. If this is your first season, you're probably going to have a, a couple of weeks where it's a learning period for you. However, we're always going to be talking about this on the podcast. We're going to cover fantasy far more extensively this year on the EPL show. We are going to always leave five to seven minutes on the show to talk about it. So if this is your first season, you do have a source of advice. It will be the EPL show. Of course, there's other places you can go. There's loads of YouTube channels and Twitter accounts dedicated to fantasy football. So if you don't want to listen to me, then you can go ahead and listen to somebody else. And obviously... Don't just copy my team. Don't just enter the competition and start with my team. It's really pointless. If I do see anybody do that, I'll just probably remove you from it because it doesn't make any sense to, to, to copy what I'm doing. That's not why I've come here and, and given you the, the team here. It's just really to act as a as a template as to what you're doing, just to give you some advice on some of the players that you can choose from. So that concludes your Fantasy Premier League preview. Don't forget to head to fantasy.premierleague.com to enter. Follow the SGP social media to, sh- to see how you get into our mini league, or you can simply just DM me. DM me on my Twitter account at SGPEPL to get the code. After you've got the code and entered the league, DM me again for the PayPal details. Make sure you pay your $50. All of the money will go into the prize pot and all of the top five will get it. You'll also be added to the WhatsApp group where you can talk football with like-minded football fans all season. And you'll be getting some free betting picks because I will be dropping those in the group.
because I am the group admin. This is a fun group. This shit's been going on for four years. Yes, there's some like memes and videos and all that kind of shit. We had some a conspiracy theorist in there for a few months last year, which got a little bit annoying. I had to kick him out. He's into that Q anon kind of bullshit and talking about Donald Trump saving the world. None of that shit. We're keeping it football orientated 100% this year. So if you like that and you're interested in that and you want to be a part of a group of like-minded people talking football all season and enhance your experience of playing fantasy football, then make sure that you sign up and get yourself added to the WhatsApp group. Once again, it's fantasy.premierleague.com. Look at the relevant social media to get the code to join the mini league. That's at gambling podcast at the SGP network or at SGP EPL. If you can't find it, drop me a DM. I'll give you a code and I'll also give you my PayPal to pay the money. And then you are in. Once I see that you're in, I'll add you to the WhatsApp group. Just send me your number and you are in the competition. Do not get the code and enter the league and then don't pay because you'll be immediately kicked out and you won't be allowed to enter. So please try and pay immediately as soon as you enter the league. Lots and lots of stuff to come from me this week. Over on my Dirty Sheets feed, you can get my NFL preview, but right here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, you'll get my EPL season preview and you'll get the week one podcast as well. So make sure that you stay tuned for that because the EPL is back and I can't wait to win some more money with you guys this season. That's it from me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.